Hello everyone. So, for the past 2 to 3 episodes, how nicely can I open the episode is something I put a little effort to which got me thinking how am I going to start this episode. And then I came up with a song lyric from a recent Tamil movie. Had it been 2 weeks ago, I would have definitely started with the lyric but yes, would have picked a different one. I'm happy I skipped the past two weeks so that I got the best fit lyric and it goes as Puduva doni pola nanu kamuma hinike excitement anamma which means I'm usually very calm like doni but today I'm very much excited. That lyric says it all. Being calm and composed can take a man to heights. The whole country calls him Captain Cool but that is not it. Being fit all along too is very important. Captain Cool, the man who brought street cricket to the international matches, lightning stumpouts, helicopter shots, last ball sitzers, TTR in Chennai Railways and we can keep talking a lot about him and his records. It is a sad thing to see him retire, isn't it? So much love for him all the way. But that's not just it. Suresh Raina too. Oh my god, now the whatsapp status were flooded with these both cricketers which became my motivation to talk about them in the first place. I saw someone even posting, Dhoni and Reina partnership can convert single run to double. They both were so much fit and passionate. Irrespective of all these, Tamil Nadu has a special love for these both. We fondly call Dhoni and Reina, Thala and Chinnathala respectively. Now it became really a double sad thing for both of them to retire. So this episode is kind of cricket special and a continuation of episode 3. Welcome to the 5th episode of Forgotten Memories, the podcast series that could take you back to the school times. If you haven't listened to any of the previous episodes, please do click on the podcast name Krish Narrations above and do sure listen to them. If you would feel much comfortable listening to this episode in Tamil, this is a bilingual podcast. Please find the Tamil version of it and do sure listen to it. So, I already spoke what the level 1 of speed counting was. Level 2 of speed counting is hand cricket. How many of us still remember the rules? I vaguely remember. We first toss choosing odd and even. When both have hit a number, the sum of the number is considered. If the sum is even, the one who chose even wins. And if the sum is odd, the one who chose odd wins. Then winner chooses either to bat or bowl. And we begin to play with over and wicket counts. The score counts are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, each number for a finger. And for sits, we show thumbs up. Not sure how many remember still, whenever we throw a number, we would double tap twice in a free hand and then throw. When both bowler and batsman hits the same number, it is considered a wicket. For this hand cricket, we would have skipped snacks, breaks, lunches or ate early in the morning snacks break itself and get into the game. We would even have tournaments and bet matches in hand cricket. This hand cricket happens way too faster than the book cricket. Double tap through, double tap through, double tap through, half of an over is over. So, 
This is the level 2 of fast addition practice. Next type of cricket is street cricket or the ground cricket. The street cricket rules are weird. Now, how many of us played a street cricket recently? Oh me? The last time I played street cricket was 4 years ago at our very own Valliur in the sand pathway near the Rome. We would have no stump. We used bike wheel as a stump. But let's rewind a little more to school times. We would have used cycle tire as stump. While using so, we would have arguments that always our cycle is being used to hit and so each of the available cycles would take turns per match or per innings. Right? Okay, alright. Let me think what all I remember around it from my childhood. I suppose it would match a lot of us around and I am going to put it in a random order, the order in which it hits my mind. Shall we begin? A ball caught even after the first pitch is considered a wicket. We would call it one pitch catch. You get no run if the ball goes behind the batsman, particularly when there is no keeper problems of having weak bowlers in the team. We would have checkpoints for 1 run and 2 run, like a 4 and 6 boundary line, as we cannot run to get 1. And those marks we would call 1G and 2G. And only God knows why it was named 1G and 2G. At least I am not aware of. I would like it if someone enlightens me. If the ball gets into any house in the neighborhood, then it is considered a wicket and whoever speaks good with the house members should go get the ball. Full toss balls are considered no balls. And there is no run considered for wide and no ball cause everyone will be poor at bowling. Underarms and overarms are allowed and there will definitely be a bowler who spins well in underarms and a poor spinner in the overarms. I am that guy when I was a kid. As for bowling, I used to be fast paced. I was a fan of Lakshmi Pati Balaji, Ashish Nehra and Shoy Bakhtar too. I used to think Shoy Bakhtar and the Jack in the Power Rangers SPD are brothers. They would look so similar to me. Next, if someone is so interested to bowl but the whole team knows they are very poor in bowling but want to satisfy them, baby over is the solution. They can't bowl all 6 balls, rather they'll be led to bowl 3 balls. In that 3 balls itself, they would consume 6 balls. Oh, you wanna know why? Because 3 of them would be real and the other 3 will be a no ball or a wide. Let's say, someone gets out in the very first ball they play. They would claim it was a trial ball and get out of the situation like a boss. Oh yes, trial balls were a thing in street cricket. Leg before wicket was never considered and so it was easy to resist the ball that goes straight into the stump. Oh by the way, I used to try left hand batting and bowling. Used to be somewhat good at left hand batting but do you know guys why I learned it in the first place? There was a rule when a batsman is not available at the time of his play, one available player gets to play twice but once with right hand and once with left hand. In agreed, I tried playing both hands. How many of you had this rule and tried left hand batting as well? If a guy hits well but is too slow in running, they'll have a standby who'll run instead. This by runner will not even have a bat. He would hold some stick from a tree branch while running. There is a lot that can be spoken about cricket bats. 
Let me start with my favorite plastic ball for kids. Me and my brother used to play cricket inside our compound in the front lobby of that house we lived back then. The house owner was sick of balls, so we played with plastic ball and bat for lighter hits. That probably was the last few ones I played. Next one is a soft bat which is cheap. They are cheap, but we cannot afford to go ask parents again for a new bat if that one is broken. So, we would play safe. We would never let anyone touch the bat. We would not use our bat if the ball is a stumper or a rubber ball. And the safety list keeps going. Wooden bats are next in line. These are costly and almost it would be a dream for a lot of kids to buy one such or make one such from a known carpenter. Trust me when I say, myself and my brother never found that one carpenter who would make a wooden bat for us in life. Irrespective of the quality of the bat, we would take the grip out, wind the whole handle until half of the sticker in the bat with a twine thread dipped in a glue and then cover it back with the grip. While we buy the bat, the grip color would matter a lot. I used to like yellow back then and kept looking for yellow color grips. If you hold an MRF bat for yourself, whether it is a soft one or a wooden one, you would think as if you are holding Sachin Tendulkar's bat and of course drink booze thinking that's what makes Sachin face each and every ball. Right? About balls. We used to have four different kinds of balls. Tennis ball which is prone to tear offs but also prone to easy sixes and fours in the ground. Number 2. A bit hard rubber ball. This one is prone to cutoffs. If you go to the corporation ground, which was straight at the end of the street I lived back then, there would be a lot of half rubber balls on the ground. Next one is even more harder stumper balls. This would look like a tennis ball but a lot harder. If you have a weak soft bat, you can be assured at some point this ball can break your bat. And the final one is cork ball. I remember once a police patrol van stopped by and scolded us for playing in the street with a cork ball, questioning what would happen if we hit someone or some window and asked us to be careful. However, this ball is a nice investment. This ball takes a lot of time to wear out or almost never gets worn out. Right? Next in line is the term Joker. In today's world, this word might lead our thoughts to the famous DC villain. But, but those days in cricket, a very poor player will be held in this position if there are odd number of total players. This buddy should play for both teams and be ready to take whatever position is given. However, he will not be given any big position, neither to bat nor to bowl. In the teams I played, they'll be mostly put in keeper position. Like I said, runs were encountered even in the cricket ground. When we are short of people but want to play a nice cricket, we go to the ground, find a similar team like us who's short of people, interrupt their match and play opposite teams with them. Sometimes this match would become a bet match event and this list can keep going all day. In fact, most of the things that are shown in the Tamil movie Chennai Sits Lag 28 about street crickets are true. There are a lot of memories left to speak about yet.
like types of chocolate we had in childhood kinds of games we played in school the cartoon network channel and so on so what do you guys say we catch up with another episode of forgotten memories with this signing off today's episode kesava krishnan